I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. On this episode of The Booze Hustle, I talked to Alejandro Russo, founder of Candela Mamajana. Now, if you've ever been lucky enough to visit the Dominican Republic and stay in a nice hotel or resort, you might have encountered the Dominican Republic's homegrown spirit elixir, known as Mama Juana. It's a rum-based spice beverage. Its cultural significance traces its roots all the way back to the Tainos, um, which are the historically significant indigenous people of the Caribbean. Alejandro, he's a Chilean-born entrepreneur. He had such an experience while vacationing in the DR and was immediately enamored by the flavors, the history, and the story that Mama Juana had to tell. And like a lot of our guests on The Booze Hustle, Alejandro's got a really great story. He started the hustling game young, too. He first was selling candy bars outside of grocery stores when he was a kid. He's uh, started multiple businesses with friends and families over the years. Uh, And today, Candela is the first premium Mama Juana to be made in the DR and exported to the U.S. They're placed in select states, um, and they even have partnerships with hotel chains like Four Seasons. But what's most interesting to me is the work that Alejandro and Candela are doing in the eco space. For much of their distribution, they're partnered with EcoSpirits, which is this innovative closed-loop distribution system that eliminates packaging waste and I believe really has the potential to revitalize the beverage industry as a whole. We discussed uh, a lot about this, and I was even recruited to join something known as the Fuego Squad. (laughs) If you know, you know. Um, I really hope you enjoy the episode. Cheers. Um, I live in the Northeast in Connecticut and where it is unbelievably hot. Like I know you're in Miami. It feels like Miami today. It is 92 degrees right now. Um, and I live in a old New England house that doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sweating here for you, Alejandro. <laughs> it's, it's part of the charm. You know, it, it'll, it'll bring us down to the Dominican Republic. We'll pretend we're in Punta Cana. Yeah, but like there we'd be sitting by the water and it would be beautiful and there'd be like a breeze. Right now I'm just in like this musty, dusty house. <laughs> I bet it, it has its own charm. At least you have a beautiful bar. Look at that. I mean, it's like an old man bar, but it's really cute. But it's really nice to meet you. Great to meet you too. Thank Look you so I much have. for the opportunity. Ah, beautiful. Yeah, I've been, I've been hitting the bottle. So listeners, I'm holding up um, Candela Mama Juana. Am I saying it correctly? You said it beautifully. Um, that is Alejandro's baby, and um, I've been I've been hitting it. I'm not gonna lie. I've been drinking it a little bit at night when cooking dinner. Um, I think the low ABV, lower ABV, is nice. Um, it's just nice little either like end of the day sipper or like just you know 
dealing with children. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a daughter myself, so I know I know what it, what all the work that goes into that. So yes, I I too have a drink of candela after the workday. Yep. And that's that's the beauty of it. You can really enjoy it at any time, given mm-hmm. its smooth flavor profile, lower ABV. It's uh, something that a lot of people enjoy when they're day drinking, whether it's by the pool, by the beach, on vacation. Mm-hmm. Some people enjoy it after work. They sip it neat or on the rocks. That's how I like to drink it. Yep. And now increasingly, a lot of people, younger people, not guys with kids like me, but younger people <laughs> that go out to party, they, it's, it's a great shot when, yeah. when you're out partying. Uh, for sure. And like, let's make no mistake here. You're very young. Don't like our listeners think you're like an older guy. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you still have the youthful glow about you, even with a, a young child. How old's your daughter? Uh, she will turn two years old. Oh man. What a ride, huh? Kids are it's wild. incredible. Yes. Yeah. Is this your first? I thought, yes, it is. And I thought starting a liquor brand was tough. But children, man, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And the two together is no joke. So kudos it's, it's to no you. joke. But they but it's a good combination because when you need a drink, you have it right there. This is true. Mommy's going into her office to have some medicine. I'll be out in like ten minutes. Exactly. <laughs> in exactly. a much better mood. Um, no, well, it's so nice to meet you. I'd love for you to um, introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, it's maybe a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up. Um, yeah, anything you, you want to start with? Absolutely. So thank you for having me. Um, my name is Alejandro Russo. I am the founder of Candela Mama Juana. Mama Juana, for those of you who, who have never heard of it, which was myself when mm-hmm. I first tried it, is the native drink of the Dominican Republic. It's a mystical elixir that has been around for over 100 years and it was just hidden it was a hidden gem and candela is here to uncover that gem and share it with the world and since we started we've since then become the only premium brand of mama juana Mm -hmm. and now the leading brand uh, of this type of rum which is very unique so tell our listeners what makes it what makes it different than a traditional rum it's a great question so when you go to the Dominican Republic, let's say you fly into Punta Cana, beautiful weather, palm trees are moving, warm wind. You go into the pool, up to the swim-up bar, which is where I like to have my first drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're at the swim-up bar. The first thing your bartender, bartender will offer you is a shot of Mama Juana. Mm-hmm. That is how the legend begins in the Dominican Republic. You... <laughs> You go to any bar, any club, any restaurant, any pool bar, resort, you will be offered a shot of Mama Juana. Mm-hmm. Just like when you go to Mexico, they'll give you a shot of mezcal or a shot of tequila. Mm-hmm. In the Dominican Republic, it's a shot of Mama Juana. And Candela is the leading brand of Mama Juana, which is made from rum, natural spices, and honey. So let's talk about the natural spices because I was trying to figure it out. Um, obviously, I'm a bit of a spirits nerd, um, and I, I do work in the wine and spirits industry. And I, I was noticing a lot of things, and I couldn't put my finger on some of them, but there was definitely like, is there like anise in there? Is there a little bit of um, 
uh, well, if you if you if it's proprietary and you don't want to talk about it, that's <laughs> fine. But like, if you want to like, there was a couple yes. things in there I was trying to identify. If you want to like, um, maybe just give our listeners a sense of what the flavor profile is. So yeah, the Mama Juana spices are such an important part of candela and and what makes this liquid special because it's a signature blend of all these native spices that are unique to Mama Juana and to the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. So it's there's no standardized recipe that everybody uses uh, mm -hmm. for it to be considered Mama Juana. But in our opinion, there are certain things that have to be in it for it to be considered a Mama Juana. And there has to be what they call the Palo Brasil, which is Brazil, Brazil wood. Mm -hmm. uh, there has to be uh, Pega Palo, which in English is uh, rosewood. There has to be these leaves from the Dominican Republic, which are called uh, Ocas de Maguey. Uh, there has to be a few other spices. In our case, it's cinnamon, mm -hmm. anise, clove. Clove. And oh my God, that's what it was. Clove. <laughs> and then after that, recipes may vary. Some people add a bunch of other stuff. Uh, ginger. Um, a lot of people add wine to it if you mm -hmm. want to make it more like vermouthy. Yep. Um, our recipe, candela, is very rum forward. So there's no wine in candela. It's just ultra premium rum infused with natural spices and sweetened with honey. I could see somebody who's really into like fortified wine or uh, vermouth really like loving this product um, just because I think there's a lot of versatility to it and it's, it's very cool. Um, I'm wondering why all this time, right? We're talking about this being a mystical elixir and this being like a very historical Dominican uh, tradition. Mm -hmm. Why there hasn't been anything in the mainstream or really that's made it outside of the Dominican Republic and even in the Dominican Republic, why there hasn't been like a standardized product? It's such a good question. And to be honest, I asked myself that same question when because I'm not Dominican. Mm -hmm. OK, and I'm Chilean, went right? Yes, yeah. I am. I'm from Santiago, Chile. And look, Chile famous for, you know, a lot of the best wines in the world. We have beautiful wines. I, we're known for great Pisco and mm -hmm. a bunch of other great things. Um, but I'm, I'm not Dominican. So I go to Punta Cana as a tourist and all of a sudden I see everybody at the hotel drinking this stuff. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. And I tried it and I fell in love with it. I, mm -hmm. I was taken aback by its flavor. It was unlike anything that I, that I had ever tasted. Um, I personally like it more than drinking tequila shots. So I was like, huh, this is interesting. And then I started looking into it and I realized that millions of people drink it every year. And that's when I said, wait a second, why is nobody selling this? How come nobody's bottling this and selling it? So like each resort, each place is like making their own. It's like essentially just like a, like a sangria that they have behind the bar that they're making. And so it's a little bit different everywhere. It's just like almost like they made a, a, like a house cocktail, right? Like it, it, it wasn't actually yes, a standardized 100%. product. Interesting. Okay. Couldn't have said it better. That's exactly how it was until Candela came around. Because I said, okay, if I enjoyed this so much... I'm sure there must be other people that enjoy this so much. And there's already millions of people that drink this every year. Mm -hmm. Not only Dominicans, but you know, millions of Americans that go there every year and are drinking this. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? I bet there's a market for this. And you wonder why it hasn't been done. 
And it's one of those things that I simply do not have an explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, because since we started, it's it's taken off like the you know it's flying. But I don't know I don't know why nobody had done it. And what's interesting is that it's a it's a pattern that you notice when you go to the Dominican Republic, which is it's such an incredible country. It, the country is beautiful. The people are amazing. And then you start traveling throughout the country, and there are all these places that you say, how come has nobody nobody's ever heard of this place? Like this mm-hmm. place is one of the prettiest places I've ever been to. And it's just not well known. There are places that are well known, like you know Punta Cana, Puerto Plata, uh, Casa de Campo. There are all these great places that are well known. But if you venture out, you know, half an hour, forty minutes outside of these well known places, mm-hmm. well, it's the are, tourist track. It's like it, every exactly. American that's like, oh, I've been to Mexico, and it's like you've been to Cancun, sir. <laughs> like, exactly, you've been to Cancun, and maybe now, okay, you've been to Tulum, or but like, yeah, like, Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, you've been to like, th- you have not been to like all of Mexico or like the like deep cut. <laughs> you've been you've been to Taco Bell, right? You yeah. haven't been you haven't been to that real street yeah. carnitas taco that's, you know, chopped up by yeah. a guy that's been making it since forever, right? So yep. so the DR has a bunch of little pockets of opportunity like that and Mama Juan is one of them. It's like I don't know how nobody's ever done this before, but mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. I I thought it was, you know, the best shot that I've ever had. So, I just needed to make it. And now it's becoming a thing, you know, now if you look at the amount of people that are drinking Mama Juana, it's it's like a thing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of remember when, you know, Greek yogurt wasn't a thing and all we would eat was like very sugary flavored artificial yogurts mm-hmm. <laughs> with low protein content. And, and then, you know, Giovanni and all these different brands came around and it's like, I'm going to bring a recipe of what I used to eat in Greece or in Turkey and or in Finland, you know, and they bring all these different yogurts and now it's it's a category, right? Right. So Mama Juana is right at that tipping point where the people that know about Caribbean, the people that know about uh, Latin, the people that know about spirits, like most of them know Mama Juana, uh, either because they've been to the DR or they have a Dominican friend and it's it, it used to be, you know, that weird thing that nobody knew what was in the bottle, just a bunch of weird sticks. Um, and now we're going into that moment where it's it's like that tipping point. It's that inflection point where it's starting to become mainstream. And we're leading the charge in that, you know, now it's commercially available. Now in Florida, you go to Publix Liquors, you mm-hmm. go to Total Wine, you go to ABC, you'll find it in all of those stores. You'll find Candela in every one of those stores. You go to luxury resorts outside of the Dominican Republic. So now in Miami, you can go to the Four Seasons, you can go to Soho House, you can go to all these places and you'll find you'll find Candela. Mm-hmm. But before that, it, it, was, it was obscure. It was for like, if you know, you know, it was kind of <laughs> that thing. Well, yeah, and it's a, it's a cultural thing, too. So I guess a question that I have, um, obviously, because, you know, um, you're South American, you're very well aware of cultural sensitivities. Like, how do the Dominican people feel about this, you know, Chilean guy, (laughs) Chilean-American guy creating a mainstream version of their, you know, mystical elixir and and selling it mainstream? And and, uh, that's question kind of part A. And part B is, you know, because I imagine you're probably going to get some pushback from Dominican people where they're like, this isn't real, you know, Mama Juana, there's no sticks in the (laughs) bottle, that kind of thing, you know? Um, And then also, like... You know, I I know just from doing some research that you guys are really big into like um, no waste and green. Like, 
are you guys kind of do you have plans to kind of shift some of the success of this back to the DR, like give resources oh, back yeah. to the Dominican Republic? You want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, 100%. And you're spot on. When, when I started this, I said, oh, man, what are they going to think? I'm not Dominican. It's different from how they're used to drinking it and all that stuff. And honestly, what's happened is the total opposite. Dominicans are so proud of Dominican culture, mm-hmm. as they should be. They got... Listen, it's a, it's a tiny country. They've got so many great things going on. I'm not even talking about just, you know, Big Poppy and Cardi B. And I, I, can, I can name an, a list for, for a very long time of all the great things that have come out of the DR. You have bachata music, you have merengue, you have just a million great things. They're very proud of their culture. And when you grab something that's very and a very intrinsic and important part of Dominican culture, Mm-hmm. and you just amplify it and elevate it and share it with the world, they become very proud of that. And it's the same thing that when you look at their hotels, you think, oh, um, this international hotel group is coming in here and uh, ruining the, the virgin environment and local tourism. It's No, it's the opposite. It's a big hotel goes in there and they're so proud to be working there. They're proud to be in front of thousands of people that are visiting their country for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of Dominican culture is that they're so open and proud of their culture that they just want more people to see it and experience it. And from the moment you go into the airport, they're, they're so happy to greet you. They're so happy that you're there that it's, it's been awesome. It's been just amazing to see how, how proud they are of Candela and, and of Mama Juana becoming a thing. So, so is your headquarters there? Yeah, so we, we, we're based in the DR and in Miami. Um, okay. In the DR, we have offices in, actually in Punta Cana itself. We mm-hmm. have offices and, and a warehouse in, in Punta Cana. We distribute to all the hotels there. Uh, our production facility is about an hour and a half away uh, in a place called San Pedro de Macorís. And then in Miami, we have our headquarters, which is where we do all the marketing, which is where we distribute to you know, Florida and, and, and all the other places. So it's, it's a very authentic Dominican brand and a very authentic Dominican company. Mm-hmm. And going back to what you were saying about reducing waste and doing something good is one of our founding principles and something that I'm very proud of is a phrase that goes leave the house cleaner than you found it. That's one of the Candela principles, is leaving the house cleaner than you found it. So what we're trying to do is not only, you know, do, yes, we try to employ a lot of people in the DR. We, we, we generate a very significant impact in the DR, not only by exporting product, but also we employ people and, and we're always investing a lot of, you know, resources and, you know, significant investments in the DR. But most importantly than that, we're actively doing programs to make the DR a better place than before Candela was born. So Mm -hmm. what we do is we we started a a zero waste program where we're selling Candela in reusable containers Mm -hmm. in partnership with a company called EcoSpirits. EcoSpirits is the leader in reusable, zero-waste technology for wine and spirits. They're based out of Singapore. So beautiful technology, which is basically a reusable tote uh, for high-end wine and spirits. 
So imagine a keg, but for high-end spirits. Yeah, I saw it. It's actually very cool. So listeners, like if you can picture uh, a tote, like a glass, kind of, it's glass, I think, tote, and it's like uh, 1.75 size. And if you imagine it being delivered to your um, a bar and they use that. Is there a machine they plug it into? Is that how it works? Yes. So it's actually a digital pour spout that you yep. plug it into the tote. And then you, let's say you refill a bottle. It has a button that says 750 ml. Mm-hmm. So you press that button, it refills a bottle or it can do a single serve. You want two ounces. There's a button that says two ounces. Mm-hmm. And then every depletion goes up to the cloud so you can track how much is depleted in real time. Which is very cool for saving money and managing your bar program. <laughs> yes. Needless to say that food and beverage managers, they love us yep. <laughs> for this reason. But most importantly, and here's where it's the giving back part, every eco-tote of candela that's depleted finances the removal of one kilogram of plastics from the ocean. Mm-hmm. So every, how, how does every, that work? So that's, that's why it's, it's so cool because... Let's say uh, a resort in Punta Cana is serving candela, right? A group of 15 tourists from, from Miami flew into Punta Cana. They all want shots. And the bartender is pouring shot, shots out of the, the, the smart, uh, it's called the smart pour, okay? Mm-hmm. This reusable system. So they're, they're pouring shots and then, okay, uh, a full ecotote has been depleted. That information is sent up to the cloud and then automatically... That notifies a program that says, okay, Candela depleted one ecotote. And then there's a fund that goes into uh, a program that finances the removal of one kilograms out of the ocean uh, via the ocean cleanup. um, It's called the Oceans Program, which is directly connected to EcoSpirits. So it's an amazing system. And think about how smart that is. It's, It's like the more bottles that you save, and rem- uh, and stop wasting. Not only is that a benefit, but uh, but on top of that, there's an active benefit right. in in actually removing waste from the ocean. So it's a double it's a double benefit because yeah, it's, you're it's saving great. one bottle from going into landfill, and you're paying for bottles to be removed from the ocean. And then that's for island markets. So island markets they have the ocean programs for insula- for, for, for for markets that aren't islands like the United States. There's the forest program, which is the same thing, but it plants trees mm-hmm. uh, against depletions. So we're very proud to be uh, part of this program. And not only did we sign up Candela to be sold under this technology, but we believe in it so much that we actually ended up buying the full franchise for this technology for mm-hmm. the Dominican Republic. That's cool. So now not only will we be having the benefit from saving Candela's waste, but if tomorrow... Tito's or Johnny Walker or Don Julio or any brand that's selling in the Dominican Republic, they will be able to do so in a zero waste format through this technology. Yeah, I I was reading about this earlier and those totes um, I was reading can be reused like 150 times. And like that's that's incredible. Um, And we think about like so much of the cost associated with even liquor distribution is shipping and weight and not being able to recycle bottles. And, and that's like a huge eco footprint that you're leaving. Um, and I, I was really interested in this because I, I, you know, obviously I work for a big, big company. Um, I did send that link to a couple of people that I work with. And I was like, we should look at this because this yeah. is very cool. 
Um, and I mean, I can't even imagine just like what the cost savings is for like a just like a 750 milliliter bottle of spirit. Like if you can pass that savings along and, and have a better per ounce cost because you're not, you know, oh, yeah. the bottle and the shipping and all that stuff. That's it's really awesome. And that's the beauty. You know, everybody wins because think about it this way. Let's say the bottles were used 150 times. It could even be more than that because technically the, the lifespan is five years of an mm-hmm. eco toad. But let's say 150 times. And in the DR, the eco totes are 4.5 liters. So that's a six pack. Yeah. Yep. So not all, you're not saving one bottle. You're saving six bottles yeah, for yeah. Every, every reuse. So it's 150 cool. times six. So you're basically saving with one eco tote, you're saving 1,000 bottles of glass that are not going into the waste. And you can measure the echo impact that that has. Mm-hmm. But then if you want to look at it financially, you're saving a thousand bottles in cost of goods that you're not having to invest in. So those bottles, those they get picked up, right? So like the the bar is done with them. They get picked up. They get sanitized. They get reused. There's like a whole like system for it that's supported by the company, correct? Yeah. So here's how it works. Let's say uh, our resort in Punta Cana. Okay, I want fifty cases of candela. So we'll deliver fifty cases in eco totes, mm-hmm. and then. Next week, when we do the next delivery, we'll pick up the empty ones and give them uh, full ones. And then the empty ones we bring back to our distillery and they go through the eco plant, which sanitizes them and then refills them with liquid mm-hmm. and seals them. So it's a fully circular process, zero cool. waste, no carbon emissions. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. So that's just going back to why are we doing this? Because Candela believes in leaving the house cleaner than we found it. Mm -hmm. It's one of our principles. It's why we want to be a force of good for the Dominican Republic. Not only because we're very proud of taking something that's very true and unique uh, to Dominican culture, which is Mama Juana, and making it a thing, Mm -hmm. but we want to be a noticeable impact to the economy and to the environment in the DR as well. So mm-hmm. it, they go hand in hand and, and we're very proud to be leading leading that sustainability effort in, in the DR. That's very cool. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can we um, talk a little bit about your the distillery where this is made? Um, yes. I'd love to hear a little bit about it, and I'd love to hear a little bit about the process through which it's made. So I'm guessing everything that is grown um, around the distillery, it's kind of like a, a very, everything kind of done in one place. Will you, will you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, it's such an important point. I'm glad you're asking me about this because when we do a tasting, we don't have enough time to really go into the details and tell consumers about this, but I mm-hmm. think it's so important because... What, the way that we make candela is the same way that you would get uh, like a farm to table vegetable where you grab a carrot from the farm, it goes into your kitchen and that's what you eat and there's no middleman. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way that candela is made. So it's all made from estate grown sugar cane in the Dominican Republic. The Dominican Republic is you know, one of the leading countries in, in, in sugar cane. A lot of the sugar that's consumed in the United States comes from the Dominican Republic. So they've got beautiful sugar cane and the, distil- the, the, the distillation process uses sugar cane that's grown right there, a, sh- a short, short drive from the distillery. So it's all estate grown, locally sourced. And what people don't know is and this isn't just true for rum, it's actually true for chocolate and a bunch of other products that we consume. A lot of rum brands and a lot of spirits brands, they'll source, let's say, sugarcane or molasses from Brazil, Indonesia, Cuba, from, from a multiple different places. And then that will go into a distillery and then they'll extract it. And it's not an entirely pure process where it's one type of sugarcane from one country, from one place that mm-hmm. doesn't even have to travel and that goes into the production process. Mm-hmm. So the way that candela is made is the total opposite of that. It's the sugarcane grows, it's taken to the distillery where it's pressed. That pressed sugarcane juice goes into the distillation process and it's distilled into sugarcane alcohol. And then that alcohol is then transported to the aging facility where it goes into the casks and then it becomes the rum that is used. 
mm-hmm. in making candela. So it's, it, it sounds a little bit like um, like how the rum agricole is made, like in, and yes. very much like how the French guidelines, you know, in like Martinique and Guyana, where it's like has to be made in the same place. It has to be made with like very specific rules. Yes. Where it's from, how it's made, like front to end. So like, because um, I don't know, Dominican Republic, a lot of their rums are converted to molasses before they're made into rum. They're not mostly sugarcane juice, right? Not, not all of them are sugarcane based. Um, Dom- Dominican rums, they have very high standards in terms of any additives, the aging process. Yep. But, but, you know, some of them are, are made from molasses. Ours is made from sugarcane. Yep. And, and yeah, there's a very strict process that needs to happen for it to be considered Dominican rum. And in our case, we have our, our, our own process through, you know, our, our partners and our production facilities the quality controls, every everything that goes into it. It's it's a lengthy process. I, I don't want to share all of the secret sauce, but... <laughs> this is but a nerdy a... podcast, Alejandro, so people okay, are into so, it. That's <laughs> okay, though. Look, I'll, I'll share a few <laughs> things. The, you know, the stuff that if, if we gave you a distillery tour, you'd be, you know, your, your jaw would be on the floor. Because when? It's I such... will be there. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let, let's go this year because I, yeah. I want you to see this. Um, yeah, I'm in. It's, it's such a beautiful process to witness. And, and that's where you, you see the craftsmanship and the, the artisan aspect of, of how this is made because you walk through a warehouse just full of casks and then you notice that the casks, they're not touching each other like they usually are. Because mm-hmm. usually at any normal you know, aging facility, mm-hmm. you'll see one cask on top of the other. Yep. This one is built on a system of racks where every cask is suspended in the air and what that does is that it lets the airflow mm-hmm. increase significantly between the cask mm-hmm. and it actually speeds up the, the, aging. the, yep. the aging process yep. naturally without any additives, without yep. anything weird that's added into it. Then you look up to the sky and then you see all these light bulbs, but then you realize that there's no electricity in the aging warehouse and it's all a system of mirrors that creates solar powered light bulbs just by reflecting the light. Oh, cool. All naturally. Inside the warehouse, the air is way cooler than what it is outside. This is in the middle of the Caribbean, so you can imagine how hot it is outside. Sure. Inside the warehouse, it's about 10 to 20, uh, sorry, 10 to 15 degrees centigrade cooler than the outside temperature. Mm-hmm. There's no air conditioning, no mm-hmm. fans. It's all just naturally made with smart building materials that naturally cool the inside of the, uh, uh, of the warehouse and with the natural airflow. That's really cool. Then the water use in, 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 in the production facility is all rainwater that's been collected and passed through a water sanitation plant on, on the spot. The electricity comes from renewable energy. Even the, dist- the, the distillery, so the distillation process is powered by the sugarcane pulp, the sugarcane bagasse, mm-hmm. is converted into biofuel that powers the distillery. So oh, that's cool. It's all very circular, very natural, very thoughtful. It's all been done very intentionally so that there's no expenses or thought spared in making this. There's no corners that are cut. There's no artificial flavors. There's no additives, speeding agents. Uh, so it's all as pure as it can be. And, and, and we try to keep this level of purity in, in everything that we do. And I hats off to our partners who handle production because mm-hmm. they are the ones that yeah. created this whole beautiful system. And, <laughs> and we're just here to to be the stewards of, of all this innovation and, and, and decades of, of craftsmanship in our brand 
and and shared with the rest of the world. But so sorry for all the nerdiness. No, no, no. I get, I, I, listen, I, you're on a booze podcast, so yeah, like this is the I, place I, for it. I just it. get. I'm so <laughs> proud of it because look, I don't come from a, a rum background. Okay, I mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't born into a rum making family. I didn't inherit any distillery or, or brand or anything like that. Okay, I started this from scratch, mm-hmm. and I don't come from the booze business either. I, I didn't work at Southern or Breakthrough, or I haven't worked at Bacardi. <laughs> you know, it's I. I had You're no homegrown, man. You're homegrown. Yeah, I started this from scratch as a crazy tourist that fell in love with Mama Juana, and now I wanted to make my own. Very well, you're, naive. You're underselling a little because, I, and I'm going to ask you a little bit about your past because I, I think it's important the listeners also know that he's being humble right now because you you do have a history of entrepreneurship. This is not your first go round. And that, yeah. I think, really informs and I think helps support and bolster everything that you're doing now, which is great, right? Like, you have to start somewhere and build. Um, and I, I, I noticed you had a couple other businesses that you started before. I'm really interested in like in the, going in the Wayback Machine, though, like real quick. <laughs> One of the things that's most interesting to me is how people got to where they are today. And I always look at somebody that I'm interviewing and I'm like, I want to look at like little baby Alejandro. Like, what were you like as a kid? What did you want to be when you were older? Because I sometimes it's crazy. The nerdiest different. kid. <laughs> How was Alejandro as a kid? I was look. I was the nerdiest kid ever. I was the typical class clown that would always be, you know, doing magic tricks and nice. and like doing nerdy stuff. I was a total nerd, and I always wanted to be a businessman. That was my dream ever since I was little. Came Honestly, out with a no. suitcase. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. But no, my first dream, I, I wanted to be a race car driver. My, my first word in Spanish was, was car, uh, auto. And I was just obsessed with racing cars and I wanted to be a race car driver. But then as soon as reality hit uh, <laughs> and I was a little bit more mature, I actually realized that I, I wanted to be a businessman. That was always my dream. And I've always been hustling, man. I've always been, I've always been working hard. My my first business was selling chocolate bars because uh, I was born in Chile and the the top chocolate bar there is called Super 8. And that's like the typical Chilean chocolate bar, Super 8. And then I moved to the States for a few years because my mom moved moved to Miami. And I realized that they didn't sell Super 8 here in Miami. <laughs> So the next time that I came back to Chile, I brought I brought a couple of cases of Super Ocho and I brought it back to Miami and I'd sell them outside of Publix, outside of the, the, the supermarket. That's funny. And then there's a funny story because after being in the baking Miami sun for a few minutes, you know, six years old, you're standing in the sun selling chocolates to whoever wants to buy them. Melting, <laughs> I, probably, in your hands. They, they were all melted, I can guarantee you that. I, you know, people were just being nice to me when they were buying it. Yeah. I, I turn around and I ask my mom, hey, mom, so how many how many chocolate bars do I need to sell to buy my own Rolls Royce? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just like, listen, <laughs> these two cases ain't going to cut it, all right? Sorry. Wow, I am <laughs> the prize, shock. though. I am the prize early. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it, it's just, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not that interested in, in material things, but it, it, it was just, uh, well. <laughs> it, it's a, look, it's a story to illustrate that I, I've always, I've always been working ever mm-hmm. since I was, you know, six years old. And then, uh, I moved back to Chile and always been an entrepreneur. Every, any chance that I could work or, or make a little money, I would, I, I would do. 
And then I, when I was in college, I, I needed to pay for, you know, my, my expenses and make a little money Life. while I was going through, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I was going through college and I started my first company with my, my best friend. And that was our first company. We started it when, when we were 20. And before that, we used to organize college parties. Like we, we started small and then the parties got a little bigger and it, it was a crazy ride. Okay. I, I can, mm-hmm. I can tell you some crazy stories about that period of time. Just being, but you uh, can remember that period of time, that part, that, that period of time's a blank for me. <laughs> listen, you don't know, you don't know the scars that I have from oh. that time. Mm-hmm. It was mine crazy. Mine are all I internal. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine are too. I mean, I, 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 I got a lot of my like first bullets just you know doing a lot of the the college party promoting. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a lot of money, lost a lot of money, learned a lot of lessons, got scammed every chance that I that somebody could, you know, the, it, it's it's a sleazy industry, you know, especially you know down there, it's it's not what people think it is, <laughs> but but yeah, I, I learned a lot of great lessons, and it was after my biggest failure where. I lost everything that I had and then some. Me and my buddies, we, we lost everything because a party that we did turned into basically Project X. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but <laughs> it was like like riots in the city, okay? Oh, Police no. force, yeah, like oh, thousands. No. But basically, I'm gonna summarize it for you. My biggest party, which is gonna be like my my big, you know, my big, big win. Yeah, club uh, promoter days. <laughs> yeah, like I, I thought I was a hot shot. I thought yeah. I was killing it. So then when I made my biggest party of them all, it ended up being so big that it, it turned out to be a horrible thing because there were like 10,000 people waiting to get in. Oh my God. The, the security barriers broke. It was mayhem. There were ambulances, you know, carrying people out. The police force and horses. That you sounds know, like, like my nightmare. I won't even go to a crowded bar. <laughs> no, listen, it, it, it was a riot. It was, it was Project X. Like th- oh there were God. people rioting. There were people, you know, they, they stole everything. They stole not only them, like the, the, the cash registers, they stole the, the entire bar. Oh my they God. Stole. So I, I lost everything that I had. And then the next day we had over $100,000 worth of damages that we had to pay the venue. So me and my friends were like, like, Uh-oh. what the fuck do we do now? Yeah. And it was a mess. Oh so anyway, that experience inspired me. I, I, I had to make some money. So we started our first company, me and my friend. Uh, and yeah, that's how I got started in business. It was out of necessity. It was yeah. because of a massive failure that I had when I was in college. I feel like those failures are so important, though. Like, I I think that, like, you don't, if you go through life kind of just gently being ushered along with the support of, like, a parent or a family where everything's kind of just given to you and easy, like, I find that those people are, you know, no offense to them. There's a lot of people that are really great, but they they didn't have a lot of... uh, Oh, yeah. You know, challenge in their life. They're not the most interesting people. And and I feel like people like yourself and like, you know, many people that I interview actually in this podcast have uh, very checkered past and they always have the best (laughs) stories and they're always the hardest working people. So um, the kudos to you. (laughs) I appreciate it. Look, when you and I sit in the same room and and we're having uh, shots of Candela together, I can tell you the details of these (laughs) war stories that I have. And it's going to be great. It's true. You know, everybody has their own story. It was just my story was this. I, I had my own circumstances. I mm-hmm. I needed to hustle and make money and, and make something out of myself. And the road to where I got now was full of ups and downs, full of huge success, huge failures and everything in between. 
And it's great. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful for having lived the experiences that I have and, and have all this experience under my belt because, yeah, now I can take on a challenge to like creating, you know, the next big liquor brand. Then there's a lot of very daunting obstacles that, mm-hmm. that you're confronted with. Yep. Any, any, any small business owner, like I, I always, I can't say this enough because a lot of young people come and they ask me for advice and they say, hey, um, how do I start a company? How do I get in business? What would you do? What? And I always tell them that it doesn't matter what business you're in. If you see a business owner, you have to give them a nod and hats off to them because succeeding in business, no matter what business you're in, products, services, it doesn't matter. If you made it in business, it's because you've had to put in a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. prove a lot of naysayers wrong, get money from, you know, pull rabbits out of hats that you don't know where you got them from <laughs> and somehow pull it together and make it work and still be uh, a family man and a friend and a partner and whatever it is that you do on the side mm-hmm. in the few hours that are left when you're not working, right? So just I wanted to take some time apart to major hats off to anybody that owns bars, restaurants, liquor brands, any type of business, really. I'm just a huge fan of, of business owners in general because... Smart. He's pitching He's pitching his brand to you guys. He's like, he's like I no, love man. you. Bye, Candela. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And, and, and Candela loves you all because, listen, I mean, this is, this is the product... I'm just kidding. No, I appreciate what you're saying. But it's true. It's, it's product of grit and hard work and mm-hmm. just so much blood, sweat, and tears. It's true. And, and what's funny is that when, when you go through it, it actually becomes literal. It's not a metaphor. There's been blood, sweat, and tears in quantities when, when you do this shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> true. it's true. And your, your brand is, is it like, isn't it mean um, like fire or flame in yeah. Spanish? Candela. Yeah, it's fire. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's blood, sweat, tears, and fire that literally go into like building a brand. Um, exactly. I wonder like what your you know, considering this is like not your first venture, um, like how rooted are you in this is like your purpose or do you see this as like, you know, if you talk to like a lot of great entrepreneurs, you can, they're, they go through like phases where they're like on to the next thing and then on to the next thing. Do you see yourself as somebody who's going to forever being an evolving entrepreneur or is this like where you're going to hang your hat? Like your life's purpose is Candela. (laughs) I mean, my life's purpose, I, I think is definitely to be an entrepreneur. I don't know what name that we'll have. Right now it's Candela. And hopefully, I want Candela to be my legacy brand. I want it to live for over 100 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's how I'm building it. You know, those are the foundations that I'm laying right now. I am saying no to a lot of short, short-term opportunities and saying yes to a lot of long-term wins. Mm-hmm. And I'm planting seeds in fertile soil, because the brand's doing really well, uh, the brand has a lot of legs to keep on growing significantly, but it is being built for the long term. I'm not building a brand that I want to do a quick in and out. I sold it quick. I made my my money. Right. No, no. This, I mean, I want this to be. I want Candela to be as significant for the Dominican Republic as Red Stripe is to Jamaica, mm-hmm. as. And, and name name your country. And, Guinness and, and, is to Ireland. And Guinness is to Ireland. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, yeah. I, I want it to be synonymous with this country, with the Dominican Republic. And I'm building it for that. I want it to be 100, 100 years from now that people are in the Candela Museum in the DR. And <laughs> Candela's a major thing. And there's tens of thousands of people that are directly and indirectly employed. 
and you have family members and your grandpa worked in Kandala now you know you're a third generation Kandala Kandala man or woman that's that's the brand that I'm creating so we're we're right now actually this morning with my team we're creating uh, polishing the five-year plan mm -hmm. because we're creating some new very exciting SKUs very exciting products I saw so that up, with the with the uh, extra Adyeho rum Oh, thank you. So, so just so you know, we're already updating year five based on the innovations that we're making today. We're thinking very long term and we, we want to be one of those brands that are around for a very long time. And that's not because, not only because Mama Juana has hundreds of years of history, so it naturally lends itself to continue to be known for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. It's not only because the Dominican Republic is a beautiful country that I hope will just keep on getting better and better in the next hundred years. Mm -hmm. But Candela as a brand represents something even bigger than that, which is Latin culture. We want to be the, the brand that best represents Latin culture, period, full stop. It's not about rum. It's not about Mama Juana. It's not about the DR. It's actually about Latin culture. And here's, here's the elevator pitch. As a proud Latino, there aren't a lot of brands that I feel as a young Latino represent me and my culture. And you look at what's happening with music and film and TV, and now Latin culture isn't a niche anymore. Latin culture is crossing over the mainstream. Mm -hmm. And Bad Bunny is the most streamed artist for, for two years in a row on Spotify's Bad Bunny. And there's so many examples that I can show of Latin culture permeating into the mainstream culture. Oh, yeah. 100%. So then my question is, what brand is going to be the brand that symbolizes and epitomizes Right, not just like a brand culture. that like like sponsors the, the person and is like, you are the figurehead for our brand and now you're going to like carry around a bottle and you're going to yell it out in your songs. And like, yeah. yeah, it's more than that. I mean, right. we will, don't get me wrong, we will have that, we already have like, there's a bunch of celebrities that are interested in Kendall and they're doing stuff for us. I saw, and I saw, um, uh, Nikki, uh, no, Cardi B. I saw yeah, a Cardi B, mm -hmm. uh, Pitbull. There, there's a bunch, you know, great celebrities that are, you know, uh, using, endorsing, drinking. Yeah. Well, you have to have you know. marketing too. I, I get it. I'm yes. just, but, but to your point, you want there to be something that's like an honest reflection of Latin culture yes. with a figurehead that represents that as well, not just not just the additional marketing that the celebrity sponsor or celebrity endorsement will give you. Exactly. And, and, and I, I can't stress this enough. Candela is representative of such a strong cultural movement and force that it, it transcends any one celebrity. We're not a celebrity brand. Mm -hmm. Yes. Celebrities enjoy our brand. That's great. We love them too, but Candela is not a celebrity brand. And I want to make that very clear. We are a cultural brand. We are a Latin brand, and, and, and that's the purpose of Candela. And it's a brand that we want Latin culture to, to say, yes, this is the brand that represents us. Mm -hmm. So that is the brand that we're building. Those are the cultural ignition opportunities that we're supporting as a brand. Whoa, that so, is it. That is cultural ignition opportunities. That was in a deck somewhere, wasn't it? <laughs> that, was, that was in a deck, not just wasn't one. it? Yeah, no, not, not just one deck. I, there's a folder of those because... Oh, I'm look. on a lot of those calls. Um, hold, hold on, I get a question though. Like, 
so where can, where are people going to be able to buy this? Because right, what's your distribution strategy? Because right now you're in four U.S. states. Is that right? Honestly, no. We're, we're still way even tinier than that. So oh, okay. In what's Florida, the plan? the plan is world domination and being the land brand worldwide. <laughs> That's okay. it. Well, you got to get uh, in the other states. So what's the plan to get? What when when can people find your products in their states? Okay, great question. So starting with Florida, Publix Liquors, ABC, Total Wine, Big Daddies. Jensen, you can get us in, in any store in Florida. We're already in, in all the stores. Mm-hmm. In next year, we're going to start opening up next our next few markets. We are in a handful of retailers in other places, but just very limited amounts. So yep. like, for example, in California, we're in Erewhon, which, you know, beautiful. I love that store. I don't know if you're familiar. That's a great store. They pay high attention to quality, to mm-hmm. origin. So... You can get it there. You can get it in Total Wine in California, mm-hmm. but that's it. Uh, in in New York, we're in a couple of places too, but it's, it's very limited. We only have full distribution in Florida. So next year, we're going to start opening up a bunch of new markets, uh, starting with the Northeast, maybe Texas, maybe California. We get a lot of demand from all 50 states, so mm-hmm. it's hard to choose. But I'd say that the primary uh, demand comes from the Northeast, yep. Texas, California. Well, there's a lot. Of, there's a big Dominican population up here. Okay, so then you might know that there's over a million Dominicans in the tri-state area. I do know that. Yep. Puerto Ricans. Yep. Love Mama Juana too, and and you know Puerto Puerto Rican and Dominican culture are very very similar. But you know what's funny, Kristen, is that yes, obviously Dominicans and Puerto Ricans, they love candela, but you would be surprised by the demographics of most people that purchase candela they're not even latinos so the so the um listeners that are interested in buying it that don't have distribution in their state can order online if they live in a state where alcohol can be shipped to them so that's that is good to know yeah you can um, get candela and I will say that, in most states yeah yeah and like direct to consumer is a huge part of the business like i mean even like larger like wine and spirit suppliers like a, such a large percentage of our business now is um, oh yeah like dtc so um getting linked into that is very smart and um you know you do cut out some expensive pieces which yeah of course and and even more than that it's just being able to give the people their mama juana <laughs> it's Give them what they want man the people that drink on that they're so loyal they're i love them i love i love our customers I love our crew. We got we got the most loyal, hardcore consumers of any liquor brand that I know of, at least. I I've never I, I've never seen another brand that have people that are more loyal than Candela, and I'm so grateful for that because without them, we wouldn't be anywhere. And we have that all across the United States. You know, they buy Candela through drinkcandela.com, and in Miami, we've now established our own little brand ambassador club because we also have a bunch of people oh, cool. they're always hitting us up like hey i love the brand i'd love to do stuff with you guys when can we go to the party when can we go to the activation mm-hmm. so we actually created the fuego squad um, oh my god and it's exactly how you imagine it to be that's what it is okay so it's <laughs> the fuego <laughs> well, squad good, good for you that's awesome but you can be part of the fuego squad it's all people that most of them are obviously you know very young but but most but we don't discriminate by age. You know how we yeah, discriminate. Yeah, I'm too old to be in a young Fuego squad. I'm 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 a lot older than you. No, no, you're not, and and, and here's why. I'll yes, explain. I am. I no. saw what year you graduated high school. No, but I'll I'll explain why you qualified to the Fuego squad. You know what the qualifier is? Being we, awesome. 
Yeah, we ask one question. So we get a bunch of submissions, like hundreds, mm-hmm. hundreds, hundreds of submissions. And we ask one question when we're going through the candidates. We say, are they fuego? Yes or no? That's the question. <laughs> are they fuego? So I'll give you an example. There's this guy, older, older gentleman. He must be like, probably like 70. This guy is a party animal, okay? Tattoos, wears the craziest outfits. He's like... You, you look at his Instagram photos on his bow, just like, you know, just like living his life, you know, having the like yeah. best time. We're like, yes, yeah. like he's part of the Fuego squad. We don't care about the age. Part we don't even the- have to ask him if, if uh, what's the question? Are you Fuego? Is it Fuego? Are yeah. you Fuego? Are you Fuego? If you're Fuego, you're part of the Fuego squad. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a fun program. You'll, you know, you get, you get product you get merch we invite you to all these great events because we're doing events every single week in Miami so you get VIP access to the events that's um, cool so yeah no it's it's a lot of fun it's great all right so our Florida listeners uh are you fuego and the yeah. answer is yes uh and and and, and you're fuego Alejandro oh come and, on um, I appreciate I try I, I try to be as I, cool I, as I, our I, fuego squad but I'm not well, you are very cool. I really enjoyed talking to you. I really enjoyed learning about Mama Juana. I'm going to definitely enjoy drinking the rest of this bottle. <laughs> and then I'm going to figure out how to get it in my like janky little North New England state because we don't sell it here. <laughs> um, but I'm going to have my eyes out for distribution in the future. And um, honestly, I wish you the best of luck. And um, I'm definitely going to you know, try to stay in contact with you. And um, next time I'm in the DR, man, I'm going to like do, 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 and I'm going to ask for a distillery tour. So just so you know. <laughs> next brand ambassador distillery tour that we're organi- organizing, I'm going to send you the invite. I yeah. would love to host you and, and, and show you around down in the DR, show you so how Candela is made. But in the yes. meantime, hope you're feeling the fuego with your shots oh, of Candela. So much fuego. <laughs> I don't know how you're enjoying it. I drink it on the rocks or as a shot. By itself. Okay, yeah. One ice cube. One ice cube. Yep. That's that's how I drink it. And then if you want to turn it up, you can have shots. But hope you're feeling the fuego with our drink. I'm so glad you <laughs> like it. And I'm really appreciative of your, of your time. This has been... Of course. Thank you so much. Such a fun opportunity. So it just means the world to me. Thank you so much. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.